This is a true story from one of Ajahn Brahm's book. Forgiveness might work in a monastery, I hear you say, but if we give that sort of forgiveness in real life, we'll be taken advantage of. People will walk all over us, they'll just think we are weak. And I agree, such forgiveness rarely works on its own. As the saying goes, he who turns the other cheek must visit the dentist twice rather than once. I call such forgiveness positive forgiveness. Positive means the positive reinforcement of those good qualities that we want to see appear. Forgiveness means letting go of the bad qualities that are part of the problem, not dwelling on them, but moving on. For example, in a garden watering only the weeds is like cultivating problems. Not watering anything is like practicing only forgiveness. And watering the flowers but not the weeds would be positive forgiveness. Some 10 years ago, at the end of one of our Friday night talks in Perth, a woman came up to speak with me. She had been regularly attending these weekly talks for as long as I could remember. But this was the first time she had spoken to me. She said that she wanted to say a big thank you, not only to me, but also to all the monks who had taught at our center. Then she explained why. She had begun coming to our temple seven years previously. She wasn't all that interested in Buddhism at that time, she confessed. Nor in meditation. Her main reason for attending was an excuse to get out of her house. She had a very violent husband. She was a victim of horrendous domestic abuse. In those days, support structures weren't available to help such a victim. In such a cauldron of boiling emotions, she couldn't see clearly enough to simply walk out forever. So she came to our Buddhist center with the idea that two hours in the temple was two hours she wouldn't be bashed. What she heard in our temple changed her life. She listened to the monks describe positive forgiveness. She decided to try it out on her husband. She told me that every time he hit her, she forgave him and let it go. How could she do that? Only she knows. Then every time he did or said anything kind, no matter how trifling, she would hug him or cover him with kisses or use any other gestures to let him know how much that kindness meant to her. She took nothing for granted. She sighed and told me that he took her seven long years. At this point, her eyes became watery, and so did mine. Seven long years, she told me, and now you would not recognize the man. He's changed completely. We have such a precious, loving relationship now, and two wonderful children. Her face radiated the glow of a saint. I felt like getting on my knees to bow to her. See that bench, she said, stopping me. He made that wooden meditation bench for me this week as a surprise. If it had been seven years ago, he would have only used it to hit me with. The lump in my throat cleared as I laughed with her. I admired that woman. She earned her own happiness, which was considerable, I would say, from the brightness of her features. And she changed the monster into a caring man. She helped another person magnificently. 
That was an extreme example of positive forgiveness, recommended only for those heading for sainthood. By no means do I recommend this approach to any other victims of domestic violence. Nevertheless, it shows what can be achieved when forgiveness is joined with encouraging the good. Subscribe and click the bell button to be notified. Stay in touch with us. Get one or more of our ebooks. Some are free, some are almost free. Either way, you will benefit tremendously from them. Check the link in the description box below and don't forget to be inspired and inspire.